Well, welcome everybody to the Beyond the Sermon podcast. I am Pastor Lucas Hillman, and I get to serve as the lead pastor at Grace Christian Fellowship in Largo, Florida. This is a weekly podcast discussing theology, scripture, and ideas in the local church to help you flourish in Christ. Thanks for joining us. First Corinthians chapter 8, verses 1 through 3 this week say this, Now concerning food offered to idols, we know that all of us possess knowledge, but this knowledge puffs up, but this love builds up. If anyone imagines that he knows something, he does not yet know as he ought to know. But if anyone loves God, he is known by God. We are diving back into our verse-by-verse study of the book of 1 Corinthians. As a church, we took some time off, but we are diving back in for the summertime. And we pick it up back in chapter 8, where Paul begins discussing the issue of idol worship, or food offered to idols, and a Christian's participation uh, on, on the fringe of that worship. Do we, as Christians who worship the one true God have the right or the ability to participate with those who might have differing convictions than us. In the coming weeks, we'll unpack the issue of conscience, weak and strong. But this week, Paul sets up the next section of 1 Corinthians from chapters 8 onward with the issue of love. Love is the primary Christian ethic. And love is simply giving of oneself sacrificially, whether that be through words of encouragement, acts of service, or just mere presence. Love is a demonstration of sacrifice for the sake of another. Love is the primary way in which Christians show they are followers of Jesus. But in Corinth, one of the temptations was to allow knowledge to be the primary marker of being a Christian. Rather, the temptation is to demonstrate how one is intellectually mature, uh, culturally sophisticated, or just socially, economically advanced, if you will. And it's this, quote, knowledge in verse 1 that leads to what Paul says, puffing In Corinthians 1, verses 4 and 5, Paul says that he gives thanks for the Corinthians, who are uh, that God has always been a God of grace to them, and that every way they were enriched in him in all speech and knowledge. One thing we have to keep in mind about Corinthians is that it was a port city. It was a place in which many different people, cultures, experiences, viewpoints, and religions all converged in order to either do business to worship, to play, to uh, visit, or whatever it may be in the ancient world. Corinth was the place uh, of, of connection between many different cultures. So the temptation was to allow our, or rather the Corinthians, experience of different cultures to lead them to be more progressive in that they would deny the truths of biblical revelation. Uh, and they would rather, because of their experience of new viewpoints, 
they would let go of the clearly revealed will of the Lord. That's the temptation, to overcorrect, uh, to allow knowledge to puff up and say, I've progressed past God's revelation. But Paul says that love builds up, that love builds up. So what does that mean for the church? That means that knowledge or experience or even maturity isn't the primary way we operate as a Christian. It isn't the primary uh, marker, if you will, it isn't the primary uh, bullseye for us for Christian growth. What is? Well, love is. It's a self-giving service. It is ultimately a, a life that would look more and more like Jesus himself came, coming to seek, to save, and to serve. Paul says that knowledge leads to, leads to one being puffed up, meaning to have an exaggerated self-conception. Um, and, and that's always a great temptation for us, especially for Christians, I think, in America or the 21st century. Uh, we can have an exaggerated view of ourselves, um, that we are greater, stronger, better, uh, more holy, mature uh, than maybe some people in our own uh, communities or around the world. And therefore, we can look down our noses at them because we indeed have more, uh, you know, experience. We have more understanding, our formal schooling. Uh, and again, those are all great blessings to have different experiences that teach us about the world, teach us about other cultures, teach us about the stories that people carry with them. These are great blessings that God has given us if we have the ability to do so, to travel, to see, but we ought not allow our experiences or even the blessings God has, has given us to lead to pride. Pride is one of those sneaky things where we can use our knowledge, experience, or just our natural God-given abilities to see ourselves as more than our fellow uh, fellow Christians or fellow neighbors. Jesus says our knowledge is not our defining point as a Christian. How smart we are, how many experiences we have does not count. What counts is the way in which we love one another. Um, and again, if I can go back to the point of always learning but never arriving— um, that's a great temptation. Uh, I think that we have specifically in uh, our cultural setting at the moment is that there's always more perspectives to be had. One thing the modern world has brought to us via the internet or just uh, technology in general is we realize there's more to the story always. Even if you have video footage or audio or anything, um, there's still more to the story of what led up to that moment. Uh, motivations behind certain things. Um, and one of the temptations is for uh, that desire for perspective to masquerade as maturity, to masquerade as knowledge. Um, and as Paul will write to Timothy, it's easy to always be learning but never arrive at the knowledge of the truth. So may we not overcorrect in trying to become so smart or uh, cultural or aware that we forget what the truth is, that there is indeed revelation from God. Um, I, I'm, I'm a big proponent of perspective, getting different viewpoints and learning. But again, may we not sacrifice the truth on the altar of perspective. 
And Paul says in verse 3 that that knowledge puffs up, but love builds up. Uh, and again, it's this knowledge that Paul will will say that some of us might have knowledge, some of us might have experience, some of us might have maturity, biblical learning, uh, painful experiences that God has delivered us through, um, and and it's all from the Lord. Um, but we ought not expect everybody to share our story. Rather, in love, we become curious to find out, why do you hold those, those convictions um, that differ from mine? Help me understand how you uh, connect the dots between biblical revelation and your current convictions. Uh, and if both people can do that, if both people in a conversation or even a disagreement can say, help me understand, teach me what your convictions are and why you hold those, I believe that can build something rather than just prescribing um, your viewpoint on another. And I do believe that is what Paul is getting into in 1 Corinthians 8, 9, and 10 in particular. How to hold a conviction with, indeed, conviction, um, not just rolling over, but also demonstrating the humility to sacrifice certain convictions for the sake of loving, or as he would say, winning somebody for the sake of Christ. Now, this whole idea of sacrificing oneself for the other, I mean, that's the definition of love. Jesus says, no greater love does somebody have than to lay their life down for their friends. Ultimately, Jesus Christ laid his physical life down for his friends, his people. We have the opportunity, almost weekly, maybe even day by day, to lay our life down for the sake of those around us, to be curious, to pray, to ask more questions, and also to point back to the truth. Um, and may the, may the Spirit of God grant us uh, the humility and understanding on how to do that well, to speak the truth in love. 1 Corinthians 13, the chapter on love, Paul will simply say this, that if even if we speak in the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I'm a noisy gong and a clanging cymbal. Love is the foundation for not only God himself, I think. First uh, John will say God is love. Um, and it's out of love that he gives his son, Jesus. It's out of love that he demonstrates uh, his love for us, that while we were sinners, Christ died for us. Um, you can go through and see, in essence, everything God does and says is about love. And that is how a church is built. That's how a family will be sustained and built. That's how friendships uh, begin to be strengthened. It is loving each other, uh, willing to sacrifice uh, personal preference for the sake of the other. And if two people can do that for each other, it's a beautiful thing. Uh, it's a beautiful relationship where one feels that if they let up, the other won't exploit that, uh, but rather uh, take it into consideration and consider doing the same thing. Um, and ultimately, this is what God does for us, is that if we relinquish our selfishness and need for control, God does not exploit that. Uh, rather, He loves us. He speaks truth over us. 
and can actually use our lives for something greater than ourselves, ultimately His glory. God loves us, and He's demonstrated that over and over again, and ultimately through the giving of His Son for the sake of our sin, and that all who believe would come to know Him, be loved by Him, and be forgiven. And this is the beautiful verse that Paul ends on in verse 3, that anybody who comes to love God is known by Him. And this is our great peace, our great uh, securities that God knows us. He sees us. He's able to save and be present with His people. He has not forgotten us. He has. He will bring His promises to pass because He's faithful, because He has already demonstrated from generation to generation His faithfulness. So rest assured today, Christian, that you are known by God. He has loved you from before the foundations of the earth, and He will His love, His covenant faithfulness, His uh, His said uh, will continue into all eternity. He is the same yesterday, today, and indeed forever. Be blessed. We'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to the Beyond the Sermon podcast, a ministry of Grace Christian Fellowship in Largo, Florida. You can visit our website and find out more about our church at gracechristian.com. As well, you can follow us on Facebook and Instagram and YouTube.